You are listening to the You Are Techie podcast, episode number 78. Welcome to the You Are Techie podcast, where it's all about growing in your techiness so you can find the tech job of your dreams. And now your host, technology learning coach, Ellen Toomey. Hey, moms, are you trying to break into tech? Are you wondering what skills you really need to get hired? And how those skills can be worth $45 an hour. Not that $25 an hour you thought when you first started thinking about going back to work. If so, then the You Are Techie membership is for you. Our combination of courses, coaching, and community come with the mentor support you need to keep moving forward into your tech career. It's like no other membership available. We have the exact skills employers are looking for. You'll learn how to maximize your income with portfolio-ready skills that hiring managers are seeking. Not to mention the steps you can skip so you don't find yourself down that endless tech learning rabbit hole. Join me as we walk you step-by-step through the getting hired process in tech. Sign up at youartechie.com. That's Y-O-U-A-R-E-T-E-C-H-Y.com. I can't wait to see you in our membership. Clarity, such a lovely word. It sounds like something we want, doesn't it? Like a refreshing and beautiful dip in the ocean or maybe a yoga meditation retreat. I'll go get some clarity. But clarity means deciding on your career path and also the path you take to get there. That's what we're going to be talking about today. How do we gain clarity in that type of an environment? It really means deciding, committing, and being clear about what you want and what you're going to do. And it doesn't mean that you're never going to change your mind, but it does mean that you give yourself enough time to thoroughly go through the process to have enough information before you change your mind. Maybe that's 30 days, maybe that's 60 days, whatever you decide, but decide it ahead of time and clarity is sticking with it through that timeline. If you can decide and commit, you will have clarity and a certain amount of calm as you pursue your goals, which can honestly be really scary. Your brain's likely to challenge you to say, are you sure we're doing the right thing? I don't know, and to really daily wake up with some type of doubt in your mind, it's okay. Just tell your brain, we already made that decision. Now, creating a calendar and then sticking to it, that's clarity. You show up to your appointment with yourself and you do the work. You do it whether you feel like it or not. You do it because at the beginning of the week, you took the time to decide what was important to you. If you don't decide what's important ahead of time, other things are absolutely going to fill that space. Now, deciding what's important ahead of time can feel like a small amount of pressure to get things done. But if you just focus on two things to get done, that should be just a small amount of pressure to help you move forward. And you do need pressure to grow, to move forward. Not stressful anxiety where you're about to burst, just a gentle pressure Like, I really want to get this done. I really want to get this done. And then you feel better when it's done. I like to think about this in terms of my yoga practice. Now, I I, I get a little smile when I say the word yoga practice because, you know, I played basketball and football and 
I'm kind of I'm kind of a hardcore athlete. So to to be a person who now practices yoga is a little bit um, interesting for me. But it makes a great example because I used to think of myself as not flexible. Okay, not flexible, as if that was something that you were born with or not born with. I am sure that people's muscles have more, uh, you know, flexibility in them versus not, but it's not like a, it's not a binary situation and or there's lots of ways that you can gain flexibility. And so in order to get better at yoga, you have to put a little stress on your muscles. The same is true with weightlifting, by the way. So you have to create some energy to flow through your body and, and really put a gentle type of pressure. And that's a subtle thing, right? When we're a little kid, we might not know the difference between it hurts and it's pressure, but those are different things. And so that gentle pressure is going to help you get better. And the other reason that you want to have this gentle pressure in your life to get the important things done is that life is not about the to-dos. There will always be more to-dos. With five children, there's always a load of laundry. (laughs) It never ends. I'm positive it will never end. I think if we can all accept this now, that we're not going to get all of the to-dos done, if we really accept that, then it's easy to see how important it is to have clarity around the most important use of your time, the absolute best use of your time. We want to be really, really clear on that because if if we're never going to get all the to-dos done, then how are we best spending our time? When you book up every minute of your day without what Michael Hyatt calls margin or white space, then you won't get everything you want done because it'll just be this constant stress and I can't possibly get this done. You need to build some space, some margin into that, okay? So be sure that you're deciding on the most important things and then allowing yourself some breathing room. And this will require saying no. Clarity means saying yes to the most important things and no to many of the others. It's very hard but necessary. I like to think of this as when, as a parent, there's so many advertisements and things to do for school and and sports to sign the kids up for. We could beat ourselves up over everyone. Oh my gosh, my kid doesn't have the best toy. Oh, I didn't sign them up for the best athletic league. Oh, I didn't uh, get teacher appreciation done perfectly. Sorry, teachers, we didn't. And you can beat yourself up. All of those, like there is literally endless supply, endless supply as your parent. Clarity, you have to say, no, I'm not, we're not going to do all those things. And that means deciding what is most important and then saying no. But that saying no, that that line, there are some things that are really easy to say no to. You're like, yeah, that's a, that's a for sure no. But when that line gets kind of closer to maybe, that is when it's so hard but necessary because only in saying no to those things that are like iffy are you actually going to accomplish the important things. Otherwise, those iffy things are going to really affect the important things. Now, let's talk about how indecision is affecting your life. Making decisions and sticking to them is so powerful. 
when you spin an indecision, it can feel like everything is as it should be. Like we're just legitimately giving ourselves enough time to make a decision. It can feel like you're just doing the normal stuff. Now, when you feel uneasy about a a decision, the effective process is not to just think about it more. It's not like, well, I'm just going to think about it more and then then I'll come to a conclusion. That really isn't that effective. Effective is giving yourself a lens from which to think about that and future decisions. Okay. If you have a lens from which to make decisions. So in my coaching, we like to, we have this thing called voices I'm listening to. So when you're moving along in tech, if you try to listen to 20 different teachers, you're pretty much going to end up confused, guaranteed. So, but does that mean that those 12 teachers, they, there are some that just have no value? Probably not. Anyone who's out there putting content out there probably has some value. But that doesn't have to be a voice that you're listening to right now. And so I like to do like, this is a lot even, so maybe even just do two. But I like to do six voices and then two in each of the categories. And the categories, maybe two might be if you're tech learning, maybe two are in for your home life, and, and maybe two are uh, investing in, in financial future or something. But really looking at the voices that you're listening to, and then we'll even put them up on a big board. Who am I listening to? Because what can happen is that a good, a well-meaning family member or friend or previous associate or gosh, like someone you're working with now, they are well-meaning. They might make a comment about your future and you might be like, huh, that I should really consider that. That was a good point. And then you just look up on your board and you say, is that a voice I'm listening to? Because when you're on a goal, other people don't understand how you're pursuing that goal. So you really want to have, so that is an example of a lens from which to make future decisions. And and then you'll have to revisit those because you will grow. And maybe some of those voices you come back to, but maybe some of those voices you outgrow. You outgrow their advice and their learning, right? I mean, if you're learning HTML basics, at some point you won't need that teacher anymore. And I don't think that they're going to be offended by that. It's It's just you're no longer an introductory HTML student. Good for you. That's great. Now you can listen to a new voice and you can replace it. But really having some type of filter and lens, and the other thing that we, that we do in coaching is to talk about what questions you're asking yourself to get that lens. So that you can make great decisions and future decisions from. So if we have this decision filter of a question, and we're really trying to make a decision we not only need the filter, we then want to write down what we're planning to decide. And we want to kind of test it out. We also might want to say it out loud. Say it out loud to someone who's, and, and you can even tell them, hey, I'm not really looking for feedback on this. I just want to practice with you. And maybe they can ask you questions. So you want to write it down and say it out loud and give yourself a lens. And those are, that is going to give your brain time to process it. But the, the effective process also involves, and this is the hard one, a deadline. And you might think, I don't know how long it's going to take me to make this decision. And I would say to you, give yourself a deadline and tell yourself how long it's going to take you. Because if you don't, if you don't give yourself that deadline to say, I am committing to this, and even, even if you're really committed, making it public, putting some type of public face on it, 
if you can really put a deadline on it and stick to it, and here comes that pressure again. It can, that can feel a little bit like we're doing it wrong. Doesn't it feel better to just spin in that indecision a little bit? But if you feel that slight pressure and give yourself a deadline and use those filters to make a decision, you're going to get over the decision hump and it's going to feel really great when it's complete. So you really do want to give yourself a deadline for some of these decisions that are weighing on you. Like if, if you're, driving around or walking around or cleaning the house or you're doing different things and it just keeps coming up and coming up and coming up, give yourself a deadline. Say, you know what? I need some brain space um, writing and talking through this decision and I need to get this done. That will necessarily be a situation where you'll have to say no to other things, right? You can't think about a hundred decisions. You have to pick one and work one, work your way through one decision at a time. Make a decision and then decide and commit. Your brain, this is why I love to write down the decision. Here's the decision I've made. And then Ray Dalio even suggests, write down why you made that decision. Because you might love your reasoning and then um, come back to it. You can make that same decision again. And, and it, can, it can be really great because you already know the decision you're making. And your brain is going to want to revisit that. But by writing it down and reminding yourself, hey, we already made that decision and not questioning yourself. Even though your brain's gonna wanna question it, just say, it's okay, we already made that decision. And here are some examples that, um, tell me if this doesn't happen in your mind. An example of a decision that we might revisit is on how we spend our time. So let's talk about the bedtime routine, and I mean yours, not your kids. So unless you're like me right now where I'm going to bed basically with my kids (laughs) because we're so tired. You're going to bed, is this just me? And oh wait, I forgot to run the dishwasher and switch the laundry and lock the doors and turn off the lights. So the decision was to go to bed, but then you decided to do all those things. And you might be saying, yeah, but those things have to get done, so I'm gonna do those. Okay, that's fine, but have you ever like taken one more thing upstairs or put one more pair of shoes away or done 12 other things when you said you were going to bed? So the decision was to go to bed but then you ended up doing all these other things. Now, I'm not suggesting that you don't run your dishwasher. That would be catastrophic at the Toomey household. But think about all that brain power going towards, should I do this or should I do that? Or just kidding, now I'm going to do something else. And and instead, if you say, I'm going to bed, and you just go to bed, that make that decision and then commit. Now think about this in the context of your your work. What if you sit down and your calendar says that you're going to work on your um, screens four, five, and six for your prototype, but instead you spend 20 minutes rethinking whether or not those are the right screens, or maybe you just checked your social media or email for a few minutes and, oh wait, what do you know, it's 30 minutes have gone by, or maybe you're just reconsidering your career choice. I mean, is this UX thing really for you. It's very hard. Maybe you should do something else. Do you even really need to do those screens today? Because I mean, you're not even sure you're going to pursue UX. I mean, do those thoughts ever come to you like you're doubting yourself in the middle of a time that you've already committed to something? Again, that makes you perfectly normal, like the rest of us. But just remind yourself that, hey, we already made this decision and we're not going to put brain power towards rethinking it. So Clarity really is showing up to your calendar appointment that you made with yourself, that you decided on, putting those headphones on, turning your alpha waves on, and then getting to work. And and why don't we just choose to be more decisive? 
why why are we why do we why does our brain spin with all those other well what about this and what about that here's the pitfall to watch out for gaining clarity as a result being more decisive yeah that hurts it hurts to stay focused on one thing because one thing doesn't usually go the way we thought it would it's hard so we think we're doing it wrong we get rejected or we can't figure something out and so we think that Maybe if we just refocus our attention on something else, everything will feel better. But actually, if you have the courage to gain clarity, you can have the benefit of going faster, of getting it done, of achieving your goals. So when it's painful and you start to think you're doing it wrong, I want you to stop. The goal, the clarity needs to stay the same. The calendar appointment needs to stay the same. And at the end of the week, you can reevaluate. Was that effective? Was it not effective? In fact, put that on your calendar when it's time to reevaluate. But if it doesn't work out, don't change your goal. Just change your approach. Change what you're doing in your activities. And if you put time on your calendar to reflect that you allow yourself to say, is this working or is it not? Then those decisions you can gain clarity around the decisions you've already made because you know that you're allowing brain space, preferably at the end of the week, to adjust if you need to. So right now you've got to do the work so you have something to compare it to. Now here's the beautiful thing, people. Confident people have clarity. Let me say that again. It's easy enough to overlook the significance of this point. You will demonstrate confidence when you have clarity. Now, most of us, most of the time, we walk around talking about whatever's on the tip of our tongues or our brains based on how we're feeling in that moment. We may not have given it a lot of thought. That's just how we feel. I mean, we're just being honest, right? I'm just going to be honest with you. But talking about what you feel in the moment will not help you sound or be confident. Clarity will. Clarity around your goals, clarity around how you're pursuing them, clarity around the kind of mom you want to be, clarity solves all of that. Now, a few years ago, quite a few actually, I took Tim Ferriss's advice and I stopped watching the news. Now, for some of you, you're like, how did he get you to convince you to do that? But really, it wasn't that big of a sacrifice for me because I kind of didn't like the news. Um especially local news growing up, because in Detroit, it seemed like every night there was a shooting and it was usually like a child shooting and it just broke my heart and it still does if I'm being honest. And so I didn't really consider it that much of a sacrifice, but I really liked his logic. And his logic is that the news is just someone else's opinion that we're shoving into our heads and we really don't control the topics that are coming at us through the news. So we just turn it on and then we're waiting for someone to feed us interesting stories. Even now, like during COVID and we've had elections, I really only check um, a few statistics and the updates on what's going on. I don't really care about what some commentator says about a speech some politician gave. And I know not everyone is like that. Some of you love, you love your elections, you love politics. That's totally cool. No judgment. I just want you to be careful because what can feel like a hobby can actually impact your clarity more than you think. Here's what I mean. 
when you're hearing about statistics and most likelies that are negative, so for example, this many people are laid off or that many people without jobs or this example of ageism or that example of sexism or momism, I want you to be careful. Be careful. Be careful because you, my friend, are not a statistic. You're just one mom trying to be the best mom she can be, doing her thing in tech, and you are one mom and have a goal of one job, just one. So gain clarity around that because otherwise news and statistics and social media and casual conversations can and will distract you from that clarity. You are one mom looking for one job with a specific set of skills to offer in exchange for income. Now that type of clarity is scary. Most people are unwilling to be that clear about their path, to put themselves out there like that. I mean, what if you fail? What if you say you want to become a junior developer, but then you end up a project manager and you, I mean, you like put it in the Facebook group and everything. Are you a failure? Did you get it wrong? Life is long, my friends. Your dreams are worth fighting for. You are worth being kind to yourself along the way. Whether or not you view it as a failure today, be kind to yourself because you are on the path. You are making progress. You are doing the right things. You are doing great things and lack of clarity about that will lead to lack of confidence. I'm going to give you an example. So listen to this. Let's say this is someone, um, someone, there's some person speaking and they phrase it like this. Well, I want to be a UX designer, but I'm not sure I have the right skills. Maybe I'll never be able to learn them well enough for someone to give me a chance. I guess I could just be a teacher instead. I'm sure I can work with kids. I don't know. What do you think? Should I be a UX designer? I mean, would you hire that person? Do do they sound like they, and, and what if they're asking their friend who doesn't even know what UX design is or what development is, or they've never written a line of code. Oh, that code sounds hard. I mean, that person lacks clarity. So they come across as less confident and that's because they probably are. So would you hire that person? I think not, but how about this person? Yeah, I'm a UX designer. Here's my portfolio. I have these previous skills. I'm ready to start. How can I help you? How about her? Would you hire her? What if that's how she talked about her new career? What if she came at you and she said, "Um, I've decided to become a junior developer. I've started my GitHub account. I have two projects that I'm working on. My plan is to be done by April and then I'm going to start applying for jobs. How about that? That's a person at the beginning. You can have a lot of clarity at the beginning. Don't think that just because you're at the beginning, you can't have clarity and confidence. You can have clarity and confidence. You just won't know how you're going to achieve all those things. That's okay. That, that's, your, that's what you're going to achieve. And if you say, I, I'm going to have all this done, I'm going to start applying by April, April 15th, tax day, normally. But then you don't and you miss it by two weeks. What do you think happens? Nothing. Nothing happens. You're two weeks behind? Not really. You could be three months ahead of where you would have been if you didn't have a deadline. (laughs) I mean, truly, clarity helps us on all different fronts. So why wouldn't you be clear? And then, and then if you, if you're afraid that you're going to be a liar or a failure or change your mind, just accept clarity around that. You know what? I made this decision 
And then I, I did all this work and then I learned and I gained clarity. And then here's what I know now. Here's what I know now that I didn't know three months ago. How about that? So what does this all have to do with the news and the distraction? Our world is literally filled with distractions. You have to actively work against these distractions. Use headphones and a calendar and clarity around your goals and your tasks. Do that, my friends, and you will be so much more confident. All right, go grab some clarity, my friends. Thank you for being here with me. I'll see you next time. Hey, if you enjoyed listening to this podcast, you have to sign up for the UR Techie email list. Imagine being in the tech job of your dreams. Join me to get the strategies, training, and never-ending support to get hired. Sign up at URTechie.com. That's Y-O-U-A-R-E-T-E-C-H-Y.com. I'll see you next time.